Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt. Boom Boom Gabbana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinella. Today I'm joined by Randy Andy Datsun. Hi Pete, how did you sleep? We said we weren't going <laughs> to talk about this, but that's okay. I slept terribly last night. Oh um, man, me we're too. We're more, we're more positive in 2021, so you know what? The three previous nights before that were really good. So there's a mm. positive. Yes, no, I sleep well every night apart from Friday nights because I have mm-hmm. to get up and then I I get terrified that I'm not going to wake up and then I wake up to you being sad at me. So then I just sleep terribly just to be completely sure that I will be awake. What's this ready. whole being, being sad at you thing? Well, you know, if I woke up at 10, you'd be like, well... You haven't written. I had to write. Like you say that you had to write the script. You mm-hmm. had to do the images. You had to do the stuff yeah. that I normally do. And yeah. you'd be like, "Where? Where is he? Has he forgotten? Has he got a mm-hmm. replacement?" You'd, you you would message Louis. Say, "I don't think Andy's coming today." And then yeah. it would just be really stressful for you. So, and I don't want that. Yeah, I think you know what that's called though. That's not being sad at you. That's just you doing your job, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. But if I don't do my job, you'll be sad at me. That's that's true. I would, because mm. the expectation is that people do their job. I mean, I I I slept horribly last night. Hey, I, I you're not you're not a boss. Hey, I'm on Saturdays I am. On Saturdays yeah, I am. No. In line, Datsun. But I'm more senior. Uh, my my job title is more senior. <laughs> it's true. It is. Yes. Um. Uh, anyway, let's get let's talk about SmackDown. We've got some uh, stuff to go through, emails and all that in the outro. Uh, but we're going to be talking about the first things first, the main event segment of SmackDown, which was uh, Adam Pearce revealing that he outsmarted Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens is back to fight Reigns in his place. Let's talk about it. The first thing we're going to be talking about today is uh, this whole Adam Pierce, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens love triangle. Not a love triangle, but this whole triangle thing they've got going on. Uh, because uh, I think we can now can now confirm, by the way, that WWE does watch my SmackDown reviews. Oh, yeah. I, to- I told them last week, maybe you shouldn't open up with Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman and Jey Uso coming out and cutting a promo in the ring. And they didn't. 
They started off with a quick recap package of uh, last week. And then Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman are backstage talking about the contract for their match with Adam Pearce at the Royal Rumble for the Universal Championship. Um, Reigns was looking it over. And I love the, the framing of this, that Paul Heyman was quite literally the devil on Roman's shoulder, literally talking over his shoulder to mm. him and just saying, oh, they're all the, all the contracts are the same. They're, it's just corporate jargon. They have the same verbiage every time. This one just happens to say it's at the Royal Rumble. And yeah. Reigns is like, I'm just going to hand this to you. I want you to handle it. And Heyman was saying, we need to give you a stipulation that's um, befitting of Roman Reigns so that you can teach Adam Pearce a lesson. Um, this one, We're just going to talk about all the segments now because this was peppered throughout the night as the show long story. Um, yeah. But then later on, Adam uh, he finds Adam Pearce, says it's going to be a no DQ match. And Adam Pearce takes it and just signs it and says... Hey, this whole thing's so stupid. It, whatever you guys want to do, fine. I know I'm going to get my ass kicked. Whatever. I'll just sign it. Here you go. Yeah. Um, and just gives it back. Also, Sonia Deville was there. Mm, she was. She, mm. she, she, it, it really was. Like, that was that was it. Sonia Deville mm -hmm. was there. Mm -hmm. She didn't and do anything. She, she, she said just... at first, the very first part of the segment, when Adam, uh, it was just Adam Pierce and Sonny Deville before Heyman walked in, she goes, you know, if you in this match, I think you've got a fighting chance against Roman. You know, I've, uh, some of the stuff you did back in the day, I think you've got a chance. And that's it. That's her lines for the show. Yeah. So I, 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 I don't know what they're doing. With I'm going to say, I really don't know what they're setting up here. Like, no. is she going to be in the match? Have they just decided? I mean... Uh... There's, there's going to be an intergender match another time, so uh, later in the mm. show or maybe next week. So it's true. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, Pierce has signed the contract. Heyman takes it, takes the signed contract back to uh, Reigns. Reigns is having a chat with Apollo Crews of all people, mm. which was uh, I, I saw him. I was like, Are you supposed to be there? Is he just yeah, in it, the shop? It really did feel like that that they just cut the camera went. Oh crap! Uh, oh, <laughs> Apollo, yeah, yeah, just stay there. Just stay there, Apollo. Improvise, just have a chat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was surprised to see Apollo there. I don't, I don't know what to make of it. Um, I don't know whether it's just Apollo is kind of looks at Roman and goes, "Huh, he's successful. I'm not a heel, but I do want to share in the success. So I'm going to ask him his advice." I, and I don't mind that as a story, like just kind of using people more successful than you to try and get over um mm -hmm. but we'll we'll just we'll talk about the apollo match later so yes uh, for sure yeah um, i mean that. that's feeding into the whole kind of sort of mini heel turn he did last week as well with the whole mm. slapping biggie and the disrespect and all that so i'm i'm intrigued as to what's going to happen with uh with apollo for sure um but uh yes Heyman takes the signed contract back to roman he interrupts that conversation with apollo and roman just kind of looks at it and just says nope and just hands it straight back to Heyman and says, I don't want no DQ. I didn't ask you for no DQ. I want it to be last man standing. And uh, Heyman's like, Adam Pierce would never accept last man standing. That's ridiculous. And uh, Roman just says, you will convince him. I will consider this handled. And he goes, right. <laughs> yes. So then he had a new task of trying to get uh, Adam Pierce to convince to do a last man standing match, um, which he did manage to do later. Took the contract to him. And he said he was trying to, you know, very Heyman-esque, just trying to hype it up, proper like salesman technique of selling the match to Adam Pierce and all that stuff. And he's like, this is really dumb. This is last man's step. What? Why? This is really stupid. Um, but then Heyman says, hey, take your time. Look it over. It's no big. But we'll sign the contract later on 
in the ring. It's all good. I'll consider this handled. What, mm. what I really like about this whole thing is that Roman is putting the entire... Well, he's set, setting it up so that the entire blame can go on, on Paul Heyman. He, he <laughs> is, Roman, Roman is, can now say, hey, man, I wasn't involved at <laughs> all. I told hey, you. Hey, man. It's Heyman. God, you and your stupid puns. <laughs> um, I yeah, I, I really like that because he's he set this up so that he can take no blame. He can he can say, "Hey, look, this was your fault. I told you to sort this out. You told me this contract was just like any other contract. Like I've signed hundreds of these contracts for matches in my life, and you told me that this one was exactly the same as others. And then at the end of the show, obviously, we get the big reveal, and and then he can be like." But you promised me that there were going to be no issues. What yeah. the hell, man? What the hey, man? What the hey, man? Exactly. Yes. Um, so yeah, it gets to that main event segment of uh, of uh, Paul Heyman and Jay and Roman and Adam Pearce will come out. It's fairly like uneventful. They don't say much or anything, but there's some really nice like character work before that. I love that Adam Pearce sits in a seat. Roman goes to sit in the other seat and he's like, no, no, I want to sit at the head of the table. And Heyman's like, yes, of course, goes to move the chair around so he can sit at the head of the table. And, and Roman's just like, no, no, I want his chair. It's just, there's no need for it, Roman. He's just being a dick and he's been yeah. doing a really good job of it. And I love that Heyman, everyone gets their characters across in just this tiny, tiny little like microcosm of what these characters are. Roman being the bully, just saying, I want his chair. You guys make it happen. I want his chair. Heyman then starts to be really diplomatic about it, just being like, excuse me, I'm sorry, Mr. Adam Pierce. Do you mind just kind of getting up and, and vacating the chair? And then Jey Uso just grabs him and goes, get your ass up! Because yeah, it's just like, it just grabs Adam Pierce out of the chair. It's like, take him forever! And just wheels the chair along. Like All of them have their own characters in that. And you you clearly identify the hierarchy and who does what, just in it, that little yeah. section. Because you've got yeah, so you, you've got you've got the ring, the 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 guy at the top, Roman, and mm -hmm. then you've got his kind of oily assistant who will do mm -hmm. everything for him. Oh yes, of course, sir, of course. And then he talks he's, to he's the, a simp. Yeah, he, re, he he's a Roman simp, and then he talks yeah. to like oh, would you would you mind would you mind doing that? And then you've got the proper kind of like the the actual henchman, yes, um, sort of doing the doing the dirty work. It's a really nice, just it's a that's a love triangle. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, just fantastic character work all round. I have got one issue, but we can get onto that. Okay, um, but yeah. So once the the seating arrangements have been sorted, and uh, Adam is sitting back down, he takes the contract, he signs it, hands it to Roman. Roman signs it, no words or anything. Contract's just there. Adam takes it back, picks up the microphone, and just says, "I've been waiting for you to sign that all night," and then walks away. And then there's just this this great moment of all all three of them looking very very smug, and then as soon as he says that, all of them just start to be like, "Wait, what?" And then like you see like the frowns get slightly more pronounced over time. Adam Pierce is just walking away, and all of them is like, "Wait, what did that mean?" Huh? Wait. He was hobbling be as well, wasn't he? Because as he walks away, he, st he starts hobbling as he's walking up the ramp. His knee starts going. And he's like, oh, that's weird. Goes up the ramp a bit more. And he's like, oh, ooh, this, uh, this knee, oh, re really painful. Uh, unfortunately, the microphone then turned heel because it started cutting out um, while mm. Adam was trying to cut a promo. But the gist of it was, he's essentially saying, you're right, Paul. These contracts are exactly the same every single time. 
And as uh, as as a WWE official, if I believe that there's reason for so, uh, for a competitor to be injured uh, ahead of the match, I can find a suitable replacement. Wouldn't you know it? I found a suitable replacement. Out comes Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens signs the contract with Adam Pearce as well. And it's Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. That is a really simple way to undermine Roman Reigns. It makes sense, even if, you know, the whole Adam Pearce isn't an authority figure thing aside for a second, because none of that makes sense. But yeah. if he has powers to make matches and stuff, him having the power to find a replacement for a match, if he has reason to believe that that person won't be able to compete at the pay-per-view, that makes sense. Choosing Kevin Owens makes sense. And now it's KO versus Roman in a last man standing match, which is perfect for KO's character. Really enjoyed yeah. this. I thought this was great. It all it all makes sense, like you said. The the fact that Pierce would know all about contracts and stuff that in itself makes sense. If it was someone else, you'd be like, "How did you know that?" But mm -hmm. because because he is who he is. The only my only issue, and it's something small, is that I would have liked another couple of weeks of us thinking that it was going to be Pierce versus Roman. Maybe they beat down on Pierce this week, or and then or maybe he can like get a tiny bit of offense in you, and then you're like, "Oh, okay." Because WWE did do, I don't know if it was a picture montage or a, or a video montage on their socials of, here's Adam Pearce. He is a wrestler. He has wrestled before. So then I was thinking, okay, they are actually buying into the fact that he was a wrestler at some point. Um, I almost wouldn't have minded at all. In fact, it would have been really cool if this had been almost a go-home angle. Like, yeah. oh, by the way, Mm. it's not me on Sunday. It's this guy. And then Kevin Owens comes out after being destroyed the other few weeks ago. And it's the last man standing match. I think that would have been really cool. I'm not complaining about this at all, but I would have just, I think, I think they could have stretched this out a couple more weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they totally could have. You're not wrong. Um, Especially because there doesn't really need to be that much bill between Roman and Kevin, because we already know they've already had you know a months long. Yeah. Feud. So we I don't know, know, know what they're going to be doing for the next two weeks with just Roman and Kevin. Are they just going to have them beat him down again? Because Maybe. that might be repetitive. But I do trust SmackDown, and especially exactly. I trust SmackDown now because of other things that happen on this show. Mm -hmm. I'm like, huh. Maybe they really do know what they're doing, and yeah, why? Uh, why have they got two separate writing teams for Raw and SmackDown? Anyway, bonkers, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but it all gets approved by the same guy. How does that happen? Um, but yes, uh, I, I thought this was great. I mean, I for one was quite looking forward to seeing Adam Pearce actually wrestle against Roman at the show. Um, but I'm I'm perfectly okay with uh, with Kevin Owens doing it as well. I think it's going to be a great match regardless. And I don't think this rules out the possibility of Adam Pearce still getting physical and getting involved in the match. You know, maybe at some point, you know, Reigns and Jay start beating down on um, on Kevin. And then Adam Pearce comes out and like, you know, just starts beating down on Jay and they brawl out the arena or something. So then it's just left with Kevin and Roman kind of thing, like even in the yeah. odds. I think that, that it still leaves the open for it still leaves the, the door open for. Um, physicality without having to have a full match with Adam Pierce, which I think I think really more than anything, people want to see Adam Pierce get physical rather than have a match. If that makes sense. In the actual <laughs> match, You're fine. Do you think? Just I'm just sort of thinking off the top of my head here. Obviously, I don't think Roman should drop the belt, mm -hmm. but could you see them doing a double double down? Um. Obviously, that might extend the, extend the feud. But if that was the end of the feud, I wouldn't mind. Like a double down, and then, then Kevin's just like, 
oh, Kevin. Owens is just like, all right, well, I can't beat him. Uh, or something. Just, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like that'd be a cool visual, given the, like, given the matches they've been through and the, and the idea that, that Owens just won't won't stay down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, I feel like that might be too inconclusive if they yeah. do that. Because um, then, like you said, they'd have a reason to extend it out again, and I don't want them to. The Royal Rumble match should be the end of this feud, because then you should be building to the to the WrestleMania program, to Elimination Chamber and Fastlane, if you're going to do something different between now and then. Um so yeah I think I think Reigns needs to win and I think that needs to be a proper like you know exclamation point to be like I made Kevin Owens stay down that's mm. I'm awesome kind of thing even if it's an underhanded way to do it fine but just saying that he beat Kevin Owens in a last man standing match I think is going to be the real exclamation point that Roman needs now um uh, Kevin Owens goes on to other stuff Kevin Owens is going to fall off something very very high Yes, he is. Um, it's just, what is it that he's going to fall off? That, that's mm. the question. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this whole thing. The whole story it all made sense. And that is a sentiment I feel for the entire show for this week. All of it just kind of made sense. It's great. What a refreshing feeling to come out of a show and be like, well, all of that was actually pretty good. Apart like, from Sonya Deville. Yeah, but like that's an incredibly minor part of the show. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We now need to say thank you to some very special people, and those are our uh, $25 and above Patreon backers, our Pledge Hammers. Uh, if you haven't been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should. Got loads of awesome stuff over there. The poll for WrestleTalk Extra has just finished, uh, which means that uh, Ollie and Luke will be reviewing Royal Rumble 2010, which is going to be out next week. Um, so you got that to look forward to. And if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to the fitness consiglieri, Scott Michel. Woo! Thank you very much. Nick Bitchin Kitchen. Woo! Oh. Thank you very much. Robin Banks, Lee Roberts. Woo! Oh. Thank you very much. Moving sideways, Kieran Crabtree. Woo! Yes, thank you very much. We're going on a Brian Huntley. Woo! Oh, yeah. Vito Ventura, Pet Detective. Woo! Yes, thank you very much. Marcus, he's got soul. Campbell. Woo! Thank yeah. you very much. Groovy, Dylan Powers. Woo! Woo! Yes, thank you very much. Full of flavor, Sean Blanford. Oh, uh, yes. You'll never get this name right, you idiots. Matthew yeah. Jim Juski, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, the Lunatic, Moxley's Fringe. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. And finally, Colin McCleaner, then Finn Balor. Oh. <laughs> thank you very much. was wondering how you were going to roll the R's in there. But yes, let's, let's go through the rest of the show because some other pretty interesting stuff happened. Um, so immediately after that initial promo backstage with Roman and Heyman, uh, it cuts to the ring. Jey Uso's coming out. SmackDown got a new 8K camera for the entrances. Oh, it looked spicy. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it, it looks like a video game. Uh, Nate pointed out that they've been doing some of the entrances kind of sort of walking like directly in front of the uh, of the wrestler. And I just, yeah, it, it kind of had that vibe of Raw versus SmackDown versus Raw. Mm, in a good way, though. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I did like I, it. Really, really liked it. It looks great. Uh, they should do more of it. Um, yeah, Jey Uso came out and cut what I thought was a really good promo. At first of him just being like, this is the Bloodline show. We run WWE. Everyone should be saying, thank you, Roman, for getting hot food and catering, fresh towels. That's all Roman because we run the show. Um that's cool. Very arrogant, classic stuff. Loved it. I love that he's been corrupted completely now. That's mm. great. Uh, and then he called out Shinsuke and said, uh, everyone last week was talking about uh, Shinsuke did so well in the gauntlet match, uh, but really we just beat him up immediately. What? What's the big deal? He just yeah. dropped like everyone else that we face. What's the, what's the big deal? Shinsuke, get out here. I want to beat your ass or whatever he said. Um, Shinsuke came out and WWE watches my SmackDown reviews confirmed. He came up with his old entrance music, kind of. It was an adapted version, but it was his old entrance music. I thought it was me who said that. No, it was definitely me. Yeah, it was me. Pr- pretty sure. Definitely. Pretty sure it was me who fancy booked his uh, entrance music coming back. I'm fairly certain that I created Jam That Jam. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, so Shinsuke came out. He didn't have a great line, 
he said, if Roman's the big dog, then you must be his little puppy. And I was like, mm. They do give Shinsuke some terrible, terrible... And the thing is, his English, while it's not brilliant, it's not bad at all. No. Like it's, it's, it's perfectly good. But they've decided that he is a one-liner. And, yeah. and WWE is not famous for its one-liners. They are famous for longer, yeah. longer promos and really not one-liners. Um, no. But it, it's, it's him. Uh, I'm glad that he's got his, his sort of close to his old entrance music back. And it really feels like this is a, just a random face turn that yeah. no one's expecting. And the report in the week is that Daniel Bryan is behind this. Uh, doesn't surprise me at all. No, Daniel Bryan looks at someone and goes, he's really good. Why aren't we using him? Hey, Bruce, Pritchard, push this guy. And <laughs> then... And then later, spoilers, Daniel Bryan has a match with Cesaro. And I'm like, this has just got Daniel, Daniel Bryan. So Daniel Bryan has now gone, and you should probably push Cesaro as well. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, he's all of us. And WWE going, oh, really? But yes, do yes. that. Yeah. And we're all happy. Yes, exactly. We'll, we'll get to that match later um, because it was quite special. Um, but yes, after that, that one line of the two uh, had a match, Shinke versus Jay, which I thought was really fun. Um, yeah. I think that in the past couple years, I think that the team of Shinsuke and Cesaro has been fun, but I feel like Shinsuke has been kind of going through the motions a little bit. He's just been kind of doing spots, doing his thing. They win or lose. Cool. This one felt like a Shinsuke match. This felt like Shinsuke cared. And he was doing, he was wrestling properly all out. And I was like, I forgot how amazing Shinsuke was at wrestling. And it's just like the two of them had really great chemistry. They were going back and forth the whole time. And it wasn't your standard match where he works over the face, face comes back. It was very back and forth the whole time. Really, really like refreshing change of pace. Really, really enjoyed the match as a whole. And uh, got to the finish where Jay tried to do an illegal pin. Um, put his feet onto the ropes. Charles Robinson uh, counts one, two, and three. As he counts the three, he looks up and sees the the feet on the ropes and immediately calls off the three count and just says, nope, that's a, nope, I did, that was my mistake. That's wrong. Yeah. Jay also gets his face be like, but you counted three. I, I win. You counted three. And while he's arguing with the ref, uh, Shinsuke rolls him up into like a schoolboy and then, uh, not schoolboy, is a schoolboy, isn't it? When you roll him up yeah. from behind that one um uh rolls him and he rolls straight through and just hits a kinshasa straight on his face and, and pins him which was great a kinshasa or in this match could you call it a shins jay because he hits jay yeah no i got it with his shin well technically it's with his knee but you oh know. come on it is definitely his his lower leg it's supposed to be his knee don't leg. care yeah it, it um, worked <laughs> But I thought this was a really good match. Really effective way to get Shinsuke over more, more over as a face uh, by facing Jay. Jay didn't look like bad in defeat necessarily. He still looked really good. Um, yeah, it's just a really, really, really good match. Really, really enjoyed it. It was great. Yes. Um, we had uh, Sonny Deville and Adam Pearce backstage in that promo. Um, and then we had uh, Jay was arguing with uh, the referee, Charles Robinson, backstage, just being like, do your job better. And it was like, his shoulders were down. And then Charles Robinson was like, his shoulders were down. Your feet were also on the ropes. That's an illegal pin. And he's like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, I've been doing this job for years. I know what I'm talking about. And he said, well, you're going to get fired. You've crossed the chief. And he was like, wait, what? And he's like, do your job better. And then walks off. I was like, 
that's really cool. This really, <laughs> yeah. His his promo up until that point was so. I want to speak to your manager. Like, mm. no, 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 no. I'm going to get you fired. You don't understand. I know how you to do your job better than you do. And he's like, oh, come on, man. You were doing the wrong thing. And then, he's, then it's kind of like, right, I'm going to go and speak to my manager and he's going to fire you. Yeah, it was it was yeah. literally like that. It was him just being like, well, you crossed the chief now. Sucks to be you. Uh, yeah. And then walked off, which I thought was cool. I don't know whether they're going to follow up on that or not, or it was just a nice... Roma's just going to take out all the officials. Pe- yeah. Pearson, uh, Robinson. Pearson? Pierce? Adam, Adam Pearson has signed for WWE. <laughs> well done, Adam. I know you're watching. Yes. I will stop um, doing that one day. Yeah. Um, then we got a recap of the Street Profits versus the Dirty Dogs from uh, last week. Uh, and Street Profits then cut a promo saying they're going to win them back. It was a promo. It was a Street Profits promo. Uh, and then we got Reigns backstage with Apollo Crews saying that he doesn't want to know DQ match. He wants last band standing. And then we got uh, Natalia versus Liv Morgan. But really, this was all about Billy Kay, who was yeah. great. And I want to I want to shoot on the fans. Whoa. Stop. I, I get that Billy Kay is not for everyone. I get that. And I get that lots of wrestlers aren't for you. And I get like, I don't like Natalia. I don't like Tamina. He- spoiler for my thoughts on their partnership. However, don't go on Twitter and tweet her and say, you should be fired. You're so bad. Stop telling people they should be fired. Like, imagine if you were doing your job, what you thought was your job or what you were told that was your job. And then someone came out to you and went, you should be fired for doing the thing you've been told to do. How annoying and how upsetting would that be? Stop doing it. JD from New York, you bellend. Anyway. <laughs> oh, a, you a quite right there? Yeah, yeah, a plate fell over. Um, <laughs> all good. Uh, yeah, stop it. It's just horrible. And also, she's brilliant. I know that's just my opinion, but she's doing what she's told and she's doing it to 100% and it's mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah, and I, and I she's don't think genuinely you can ever blame anyone for that. Exactly, she's genuinely very funny, and in a lesser person's hands, this wouldn't be funny. But because no. it's Billy Kay, it's funny. So exactly, uh, she comes out uh, accompanying the riot squad. Um, she's dressed up like him now, which is great. She pretends she's all punk rock and stuff. Like they get on the apron together. She even the little things of her coming out and then. The two of them get on the apron. Liv like pulls Ruby up onto the apron, and then Billy's there, just like, um, excuse me. She's like putting her hand up, like, let me up, let me up, let me up, like, let me be, let me be part of the cool crew. Um, she gets pulled up on the apron, and she does like the little like rock sign. She's like, uh, on that on the apron with him. Oh, it's so she's so funny. It, it did feel like I almost I almost felt like the Riot Squad are punk, and then Billy Kay had kind of almost misjudged it and turned up like almost like a goth. So <laughs> yeah. like, like she. Oh, she's trying, but she kind of got it. Like it's like it's like when you invite your little sister along to a gig, and she's like, "Oh, great! That means I get dressed up." And then she's like, "Oh, oh, white punk." Uh, they all wear black and and stuff like that. Um, it, it, yeah, she's just she just does such a good job, and she's so naturally like, I just want to be her friend. I want right. I want to be friends and I go on a road trip with her and Peyton Royce. They might be like irritating be on amazing. TV, but they do it in such a way that you just can tell that hanging out with them would be so much fun. Exactly, yeah. Natalia and Tamina, uninspiring, but I kind of got distracted by Billy Kay being great. 
yeah, I it's whatever, sure. Um, Billy Kay then gets on commentary uh, and is great. She literally flubs her line immediately and then just styles it out. It she's it's so clever. Like just having the wherewithal to know that you've messed up your line and then just roll with it and make that a joke is uh, yeah, you have to be a certain kind of talented to do that. I know what it's like when you flub a line um, and it, it's hard sometimes to, to roll with the punches, but she does it so, so well. Um, but then later on, she starts, she gets off commentary and is at ringside. Um, she's getting a bit more involved in the match, but then she, uh, she gets intimidated by Tamina and Tamina's like, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, uh, 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 and just like walks off and then to escape Tamina, she gets into the ring but gets in Liv Morgan's way, who is about to try and hit her finisher. And then uh, Liv's like, well, what the hell are you doing? And then she gets rolled up by Natalia. This was, it was great. It was, yeah. it was really funny. It made sense. Yes, it's a distraction finish and there's loads of those, but it makes sense for all their characters. And Billy Kay continues to not fit in with the Riot Squad. It's great. And it, and it feels like they're actually like, I know that maybe they want to be doing longer wrestling matches and having proper kind of what you would call a wrestling feud. But, they seem like they're having a lot of fun. Um, and it, again, played into this kind of little sister annoying you at a party. You're, you're, you're chatting to your friends at a party and then your little sister walks in and then distracts everyone. And then it's just embarrassing. And it's like, oh, we really like her having her around, but oh man, she's embarrassing. So I I don't know. I don't, I, like, I don't know where this is going exactly, but I'm enjoying it for what it is. So that's yeah. all I can really ask for. Exactly. And I, I said in my editing review as well, it's like this story started from absolutely nothing and I didn't get it at all. And now I'm quite enjoying it. So, you know, yeah. big success all around, I think. Um, and yeah, speaking of stuff that I didn't think I'd be into, Rey Mysterio versus King Corbin. Weird thing about this one. No Knights of the Lone Wolf accompanying King Corbin. Maybe there's, oh, maybe there's yeah. pandemic reasons. Anyway. Maybe. Another weird thing. I really liked Ray's gear, and then he turned around and it looked like he was wearing Y fronts, like white Y fronts. Mm. Mm. Odd choice. However, mm. the match itself was fun. One of the more fun King Corbin matches I've ever watched. Yeah. Um, and once again, it had a story that made sense. Yeah. Isn't way, it Tom. nice? Isn't it nice? Dominic Mysterio was obviously accompanying Ray, went on to commentary. And I really liked Dominic on commentary here because even though he's not necessarily the most, you know, charismatically gifted person in the world, he just seemed very kind of like humble, very down to earth. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm loving being able to be in WWE alongside my dad. Um, really enjoying getting the chance to, to show what I can do. Um, and, you know, he was getting asked, like, you know, um, what does 2021 hold for? He's like, oh, you know, I, I'd love to win the tag titles with my dad. I think that'd be really cool. And just trying to, you know, just try and spread my wings a little bit. Just see see what I'm capable of in the WWE. And I was like, people can relate to that. That just seems very just like he seems like a genuine, nice person. And that's great. He seemed very, very uh, on, on point with it. And leading into that as well, he had a very natural reaction to seeing his dad get beaten up because he was getting a bit a bit annoyed. And constantly, King Corbin was just taunting him the whole time. He was just making eye contact. It was like putting Ray's face in the ropes and being like, how'd you like that, son? And it's like, obviously, you're going to get annoyed at that. He came in and he shoved Dominic back into his chair. And he's like, what, you're going to attack me? Going to cost your dad the match? I didn't think so. It's like, 
it's stuff that really is dumb, but it gets under your skin. You're like, this is really annoying that that is getting under my skin. I shouldn't do anything because I don't want to cost my dad the match. But man, yeah. he's annoying me. It, it was great. I, yeah, I like I liked that because often you'll get one taunt and then the person's like, oh, right, that is it. I'm getting involved in this match. But yeah. You, he it's like it feels like and then and then after the match as we as we sort of saw like ray coaching dominic it feels like that's the relationship they've got and that's the story they're telling like look don't get involved in my match i know you know i know you don't want to see me getting beaten up but if you get get involved that cost me the match that's not good for anyone and it yeah it looked like he was kind of going through that process in mind he's like i really want to get involved but no Remember my training. Remember what he's told me. I'm going to do as dad says. I do mm-hmm. think this is sort of leading to the like a breakup angle between them two, as in a breakup between father and son. Like eventually he'll snap and go, do you know what? Look, doing what you've told me to do has led me nowhere so far. Uh, now I'm going to do things my way. Eventually, not like soon, but eventually. Yeah. That's good. I, I didn't read it that way at all. I didn't even think that far ahead because I was just thinking that this is just going to lead into a. It's more of a Dominic versus Corbin feud at this point rather than Ray. Ray's yeah, just kind of fine. proxy to, to make that happen. Um, and yeah, it got to a point where he was just constantly just taunting Dom, taunting Dom, taunting Dom to the point where he just smacked him, just literally just decked him and he dropped him, dropped him to the floor. Dominic got annoyed and tried to get into the ring before Ray uh, was just like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't come in, don't come in. I tried to like push him away. Uh, which led to then Corbin managing to hit the end of days onto Mysterio for the win. Yeah, And then, yeah, backstage afterwards, um, I, I really like just a little bit in the ring as well, was Ray looking like quite disappointed. He's like, oh, come on. Like, you, you didn't have to do that. Like, why are you getting in the ring? Why are you getting involved? And Don was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, obviously, we can't hear what they're saying, but that's just like the body language they're giving off. And then there's just one little bit, just before the camera cuts away, Ray just grabs Dominic's head. He's like, ah, it's okay, it's okay. He does like a, a reassuring like shake of his head. It's just like, yeah, and you 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 get everything without words. You get the body language involved. Yeah, and it, and it makes sense that he did eventually get involved mm-hmm. because he got punched in the face, and that's gonna that is going to make you want to get involved. So yeah. it wasn't like him going, "Oh, Dominic, you suck," and then Dom was like, "Whoa, man!" He like he got physical, and that in a wrestling sort of atmosphere in a, in a wrestling ring, that makes sense for him to be then like, mm-hmm. "Whoa." Okay, you've gone too far now. I'm coming in there. Exactly. Yeah, it all just makes sense. And like you said afterwards as well, they had a backstage segment where Ray was just kind of coaching Dominic, and Dominic was like, "Well, he was, you know, you've you've fought guys like Corbin all the time, and now this is the time you want to back down." And he's like, "No, no, no. Listen, Corbin's not just a pushover. He's done. He literally like listed all of Corbin's accolades, and he was like, "Look, you can't just fight people without a plan. You need to have some sort of like contingency. You need to know what you're doing before you do anything. You can't act rashly." And it literally just felt like veteran coaches less experienced person and in this case father coaches son and i'm like everyone gets that dynamic everyone understands that's really easy to follow it's perfect it's great um and yeah but really enjoying that and he said if you want to get your hands on corbin that's fine i know the perfect person to speak to which i assume is probably adam pierce because who else is it going to be yeah i did wonder who they were talking about i was like oh and then i went oh no it's adam pierce isn't it it's adam pierce though isn't it yeah um but yeah, uh, I thought that it was really, really solid stuff. Once again, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, again, speaking of stuff that could have been terrible, but I actually quite enjoyed. Ding dong, hello. Is, yes. is a new talk show that Bailey has. 
I'm not a huge fan of Bailey getting a talk show. I feel like getting a talk show is the kiss of death in WWE. Mm. Um, it's there have I mean, been some in, good ones in in recent times. I should say stuff like you know Miz TV, not the best, but you know Ding Dong Hello, maybe it works because Bailey committed to this so hard. It was great. The and- step for it was just a door in the ring. And then they had a little wooden stool for the guest and a really comfy armchair for Bailey. Great dynamic. Love that. And her and it, coming out through the door yeah. is perfect. And it, and she looked, I don't know what it was, but she looked like a, a, a really obnoxious host as well. Yes. It, I, I know that she's got the heel haircut, the kind of, the kind of speak to your manager haircut, the glasses, the every, everything about her just looked like, oh, you're a, you're a knob now, aren't you? Yeah. And she really bought into it. Um, and yeah, it just, it was another one of those things where I was like, oh, and I went, oh, oh. okay. <laughs> okay. Right. This yeah. works. Yeah. She, uh, she brought out Bianca Belair. Bianca came out and tried to get into the ring. And she was like, no, no, no. You've got to come through the door, which is just, again, real dick move. I love it. She had to ring the doorbell on the door. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, who is it? It's like, and then you can hear Bianca on the other side just being like, you know who it is. Like, <laughs> she has to open the door. It's Bianca Belair, everybody. It's it's really dumb, but so dumb it's endearing. Um, yeah. Bianca then does a nice little thing of sitting in Bailey's chair. Bailey goes to sit on the wooden stool, then realizes how uncomfortable it is and just be like, I'm going to stand. Um, and then just uh, speaks to her for a little bit. Uh, it says that she can't call herself the EST because she's not the best because I beat you, therefore you can't be the best. Um, and then challenges her. She says, I'm not going to have a rematch with you. I have nothing to prove, but what we are going to do is an obstacle course. And we're going to do that next week, which I'm sure is going to go really, really well for Bailey. I think she's going to win. Like she's going to find a way to win. Yeah. I, it's, I, the I, course I, might be really dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an obstacle course that's, that is tailored to Bailey or something like that. Mm. Like, I don't know, have the shortest haircut. Or, or or things things that only she can win at Some, something yes. like that or or Bianca's side will be covered in baby oil and she'll fall over and yeah 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 things like that yeah so, something really stupid and she might eke out a win for sure yeah because yeah it's I don't think she's just going to say let's just do an obstacle course I'm just better than you because I don't think she actually believes she's better than her she just says yeah. that because she beat her that one time um, but yes uh, again thought it was pretty good also great line from bailey being like she calls herself the est so it's only fitting that she's my first g-u-e-s-t i it's a great line love it bailey do more of that shinjay no no still not good um we had a little backstage segment of earlier today of daniel bryan otis and chad gable training backstage um doing the whole hip thing sure it's funny why not um uh, Kayla Braxton comes in, loved Kayla coming in here, be like, nice moves, boys. And then ask some questions like, ooh, that was forced. This is the tallest Kayla Braxton has ever looked. <laughs> it's true, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's true. Um, uh, Daniel Bryan is saying that, you know, he has a lot of respect for Shinsuke. He doesn't mind losing to him last week. Shinsuke is a fantastic competitor. That's all good. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, I speak on behalf of Shinsuke when I say, before Cesaro comes in and says, ah, bah, 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 you don't get to speak for Shinsuke. I do. I'm his tag team partner. And he thinks nothing of you. You're you're worthless, essentially. Uh, and then Daniel Bryan says, fine, let's have a match, uh, which obviously was earlier today. So then they had a match. And I was like, wait a second. This is Daniel Bryan. 
versus Cesaro yeah. in a singles match and no one's accompanying them to ringside. <gasps> I could literally hear you squealing from my own hat, from my home, for 100 miles away. I could hear little Pete going, a match I've been asking for for three months or however yeah. long it's been like every single week at some point you go I just wish I'd have a match between Daniel Bryan just, and Cesaro just give me Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro it's not hard guys just book the match and then they did and they yeah. booked the... see they listen to my Smackdown reviews yeah. I'm telling you what, what else do you want to happen because then it'll happen in April I want everyone to be more over. Do more of this show. This show got loads of people over and putting on interesting stories. Just keep this going. It's back really in April show. if that happens. It won't. But, you know, whatever. We got Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro. No one at ringside. No shenanigans. It was just a match. It was a really, really good match. No shenanigans. No. No, 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 no. You don't get to do that. You, you can tell when they're ones that I come up with on the spot, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wrote my notes for this match were, please, please don't F this up. And then what a great frigging match because I didn't take any notes while I, while it was on because I was just watching it. Um, yeah. God, this match was so good. So much like technical wrestling between them. They had solid psychology. Like, I, I don't think it's possible for these two to have a bad match. But like Cesaro worked over Brian's leg because Brian uh, was doing some kicks uh, on the outside to the uh, having Cesaro against the ring post. Cesaro ducked and he kicked the ring post. So his shin was hurt. He just worked that over for the rest of the match. Uh, and nope, I, I said shin and I saw you smile. You're not doing it. Um, and uh, and then Cesaro was working over um Daniel, uh, sorry, Daniel Brown was working over Cesaro's arm for it as well. So they had really solid psychology through the thing. There was nice, uh, there was swings, there was yes locks, there was this lovely spot that I really enjoyed where Brian goes for a top rope Hurricane Rana, Cesaro catches it, and then transitions it into a vertical suplex somehow. How? How did you do that? It's great. Yes. He targets his Cesaro. Um, no! Which... <laughs> I'm just trying to, try to make this as bad as possible now. Yeah. <laughs> No, really great match. And one of the things that Daniel Bryan said at the end of last year was that, look, this is probably my last run and I want to put over as many people as possible. And this feels, last week and this week, like, huh, he's got enough. Like, you, you, you feel like he has enough backstage clout to be able to do this. Say, look, Bruce, I want to have a match. I, I, want, I want 15 minutes. I want a match with Cesaro. And I want him to win. And Bruce is going, really? You want to put over someone else? Yes, that is how this works. I love Daniel Bryan. And this makes me love him even more that he is willing to take these wins because he doesn't, he's got nothing to prove anymore. He's got nothing to achieve in wrestling. Everyone loves him. He just seems like the nicest bloke in the world. And this is just helping his, just his legacy. Yeah, exactly. And I think... Him losing to Shinsuke last week and Cesaro this week, there's something special about Daniel Bryan that he doesn't feel worse for it. No. It's just like, you oh my god, what a big win. Times. What a big win for Shinsuke. What a big win for Cesaro. And I'm not thinking like, oh, Daniel Bryan's looking a bit weak now, isn't he? Because he's he still is great. He's still Daniel Bryan. You, you could have Daniel Bryan lose 20 weeks in a row and then play a monster by Imagine Dragons. I'd be like, oh my God, he's back. It's yeah, Daniel Bryan. Oh, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was fantastic. And yeah, Cesaro won. Just clean, straight up. Daniel yeah. Bryan was going for a running knee, threw him up, 
pop-up uppercut, neutralizer, Cesaro wins. Oh, what a, what a bloody brilliant thing. Loved it, loved it, loved it. This is exactly what I've been calling for for ages. Give me more of this. All of the yes. My only thing that I mentioned in my edited review, I really, really hope that it is just Daniel Bryan just putting people over and having creative sway and just saying, I just want to put people over and then not trying to tell the story that Daniel Bryan's lost his way or that the Alpha Academy is bad for him or anything like that. I, I, I really hope they're not. I don't mind if they do the sort of, uh, he's he's lost his way a bit. Like, I don't mind if they kind of go, oh, well, you know, he he is... Is sort of reaching toward get is he is he getting towards the end of his career? I don't mind that so much because then that could that can play. It's a very Daniel Bryan storyline, I think, that he could make work. But yeah, I don't want it to be like her Alpha Academy sucks, um, and everyone in it loses because especially if they just start losing to Nakamura and and Cesaro, that doesn't burn anyone over either. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I hope it is that this kind of like he's he is Daniel Bryan, and the fact that these people are beating him that's big. Yes, exactly. That that's what I'm really hoping for because they it feels special when they win. Um, backstage, we had uh, Carmella doing a, a quick backstage interview before she gets interrupted by Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks says, "Yeah, you can have another title match, but also I want to have a match with Reginald first. I did a bit of research, okay. and I hope I'm correct because someone's going to correct me if I'm not correct. When do you think the last intergender TV match in WWE was? Uh, 2016. 2017. Ugh. And who uh, was it? Was it? Is it James Ellsworth and someone? And Asuka? It is James Ellsworth against Becky Lynch, I believe. Becky Lynch. It, yeah. it may have been Asuka afterwards, but like, that was the last one I could see. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, and I think it would be Ellsworth. This has got a similar vibe. Yes, uh, it does. Man is going to get beaten up. Apart um, from the fact that the sommelier has shown that he's quite the acrobat. Do we know who he is? Like, is, he an, is he an indie wrestler I'd somewhere? Assume, I'd or is he signed so. to an XT? I don't know. Like, I'd assume he's just an indie guy. I don't yeah. know, though. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's probably going to happen. And then it's probably going to be Sasha versus Carmella at the Rumble. Cool. Fine. It's whatever. Yeah. Should, should be all right, I'd assume. Um, then after that, we've got quite the interesting match because we've got Apollo Crews versus Sami Zayn, which I think they just said has Intercontinental Championship ramifications, but it was a number one contenders match. Yeah, they they they, they said that, and then everywhere else they wrote number one contender. You know, he's an easily right. number one contender. Yeah, yeah. and what so what this match was good. It was a good match. Like, yeah. I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the action. Really enjoyed it. The interesting thing, other than the fact that Big E was lying on a sofa oh so good so big was um the finish what was how mm. apollo used the tights to roll up uh sammy Zayn, which is kind of like that's a heel move but it's not like he wasn't he wasn't wrestling as a heel at all he was still wrestling as apollo cruz but then again he slapped biggie last week and this week he thought he used the tights to get an advantage. Mm -hmm. And you're like, hmm, okay. I can sort of see yeah. what's happening here. Like, and we saw yeah. him talk to Roman. So, yeah, I'm interested to see where this goes with Follow Cruise because yeah. it's it feels already like it's a long time ago that he was, hey, look, he's smiling. That's his character. And I like that. 
Yes, I agree. Yeah. And you, you could make the argument that he was still babyface-ish with this because yeah. Sammy tried to win with the tights before then. So it's just like, well, you know, turnabout's fair play and all the other phrases that yeah. WWE he's uses. Learning. He's learning. And that's like, and that, that in, in a sense, that's not a, that's not a, that's not a heel thing to do, like to learn, but he's kind of learning to cheat. Even exactly. if he didn't realize that he's doing it, he's learning to cheat. Yeah, and then they had a nice little stare down between Cruz and Big E um, afterwards, and uh, Cruz grabbed the title away from Big E and then chucked it back at him, and Big E's like, that's the last time you'll ever get to touch this title. I was like, hmm, I like this. Um, so yeah, it's going to be Cruz versus Big E next week for the Intercontinental title. I think that Cruz might win, um, because I think that, I don't know if there's if this Roman thing is going to potentially start happen- getting involved with this, if it's followed up on. Um, but if here's my here's my my fantasy booking right now, Cruz wins with the assistance of either Jey Uso or Roman Reigns or both. Cruz gets the Intercontinental title. Big E is pissed, um, and he wins the Royal Rumble match and chooses yeah. Roman Reigns to fight at WrestleMania. Now he's got beef because he cost him the Intercontinental title, and now he just wants the Universal title. So he's like, "Fine, you took my title away from me. I'm gonna take your title away from you," and has to go after them. It could work. Yeah, I, like I mean it. that 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 would work absolutely. But I can also see Biggie winning, despite Apollo trying to cheat to win, and then mm-hmm. him being just getting really frustrated. And then he goes to um, Roman. Then they have a match uh, earlier on the card at Royal Rumble. Sure. Have Biggie lose that, drop the belt, and then win the Rumble in the main that event. That also works. Yes. Um. But yeah, I thought it was all really solid stuff. Again, an interesting story. I like it. Um, and then we had the main event segment of the contract signing. I thought overall this was a really good show. Like from top to bottom, everything just made sense. And genuinely, even if it's not the you know the highest quality in-ring matches or the best promos or anything, if everything makes sense, the whole show is so much better. When you yeah. just have no nonsensical rubbish filling out the cracks, it makes such a difference. And genuinely, some of the stuff on the show was really, really good. I gave it a four out of four because, like, they deserve it. They, SmackDown's been on a great run, and I, I can't really fault anything on this show. So yeah, I would have given it a, a high three, three and a half, almost. Yeah, I, I go on then. I'll give it a four as well. Let's be generous for, for a SmackDown. For a WWE show, this was about as good as it gets in the last year. Yeah. So, absolutely. And, and the thing is, as well, this wasn't like a, a one-segment show. This wasn't no. like, well, this has this incredible segment on it. So, you know, it's an amazing show. This was just a really solid show, top to bottom, that just made sense. It was great. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, and also, we got Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro, so seven out of four. So I have an email here um, that was actually sent in in time for last week's episode, but we didn't get time to read it um, because we we went off on tangents and things. Um, but we've got one here from uh, the headmaster, Jonathan Hedman, who says, uh, hello, Pete and Andy, and happy new year. Oh, by the way, just before I read this email, if you want to send in an email, because we I feel like we never plug where you're supposed to actually send emails. If you want to send in an email, support at wrestletalk.com is the email address to send them to. Uh, and then we we can read out your emails on the podcast support at wrestletalk.com uh, because we do actually have a, a segment we're trying to get over. And to do that, we need people to email in. So 
send in more emails. We've got one of them later, but we'll get to that in a bit. Anyway, uh, Jonathan's email. Hello, Pete and Andy, and Happy New Year. I hope you're doing fantastic. I think we can all agree that what the world needs now is love, sweet love, or at the very least, a large helping of your favorite food dish. Anyway, apart from being two hours, there's got to be something else about SmackDown that makes it the better show. Obviously, Roman, but it feels like something else I haven't been able to put my finger on. I wanted to drop a line and share some news after more than a year of being unemployed full-time due to Steve Carino. As of Friday, I started a full-time job doing internet support for a major cable TV slash internet company here. It's something I feel uh, it's something I feel can be fun, rewarding, and has room for advancement. The best part is it shouldn't interfere with my other duties I do with you guys. I'm also getting back into the swing of things at the gym, and things are finally looking up. I wanted to write to say thank you for everything that you and the, and the rest of WrestleTalk has done for me th- these last few months. I was battling a serious bout of depression, and all the amazing content you guys provide across all the platforms puts a smile on my face when I'm in my darkest moments. Anyway, I've talked more than I intended to. Uh, I look forward to seeing and hearing this podcast later, so bye for now. Jam that jam and keep your teeth clean. Jonathan, the headmaster headman. Uh, adverbs end in L-Y. He said that's a, that he hopes that is hardly doing... the first thing you should bring up on this he email. He said he hopes we're doing fantastic. It should be he hopes we're doing fantastically. See, I know that, but also I feel like there's more important things to talk about in this email. Although, to be fair, in your world, there is nothing more important than grammar. hardly. Uh, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Yes, yeah, no, I got a message from Jonathan the other day too. That's fantastically. Uh, to tell me uh, <laughs> that he had managed to secure uh, a full-time job, which is fantastic mm-hmm. news, uh, as we've fantastically heard. news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna. He's he. Yeah, you know, he's had a he's had a tough year, but it uh, looks like hopefully twenty one will be much betterly. Um, mm. So yeah, well well done, Jonathan. Great to hear you're going uh, back to the gym as well. Um, and yeah, thanks for all the work you've done for us, and I hope it hope it can continue. Um, yeah. So yeah, brilliant, brilliant news, and uh, keep up the good work. Just learn to how to use adverbs. Jesus Christ, you're the worst. Uh, yeah, great to hear, Jonathan. And uh, yeah, thank you for the for the nice words. We really do appreciate it, and I'm glad that things are looking better for you. Um, fantastically so. Uh, We've got another email here that's actually talking about the segment we wanted to get over last week. Hey, maybe we'll get more of them about your New Year's resolutions that you've probably not done already. Or maybe you've stuck to them. I don't know. Let's just talk about New Year's resolutions because sure, it's fun. Uh, We've got one here from Jack. The moist sensation. The okay. can someone else. And I really like the fact that we've got regular emailers, but if we could have yeah. someone who isn't Jack or Jonathan. <laughs> hey, that's why I'm plugging support at WrestleTalk.com. Email, email in. us. Yes. Email in your email in your stuff. We still don't have a name for this segment, by the way, uh, because we were going to try and come up with something that rhymed with resolution, but we we couldn't do it. If it's a bad one, you could call it a poo years resolution. That sounds terrible. Mm. Mm. Anyway, mm. uh, this email from Jack says, "Hey guys, Jack the Moist Sensation here. Uh, as last year was a massive kick in the balls, maybe this segment could be called New Year's Rochambeau because we're kicking back, baby." I don't know what that is, but sure. Um, My resolution is to do more creative writing. When my wife and I traveled for seven months, we blogged each day, and it was a source of laughs that we often look back on and smile. I also started writing a story, but upon revisiting my tale, I realized it's bollocks. Last August, I wrote hashtag Kane History Month each day on the We Pretend Kayfabe is a Lie Facebook group, interspersed with hashtag Kane Facts. I'm trying to find something worth writing about, and I'm sure I'll get there eventually. But until then, I'll continue to write emails for my favorite podcast, Men. Hey, that's us. 
Also, I figured I could help with the Happy Pete project. Hey, that's me. Uh, I've heard many people make a daily document of excellent things that they notice each day. What excellent things have happened to you today? If you ever feel less than awesome, remember that you are liked, loved, and have actual fans. That's weird. You live in a wonderful world, and the world is more wonderful because you live in it. You have even made SmackDown more enjoyable, and you've made and you've both made sacrifices to raise funds to improve the lives of others. You're great. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay choppy. I like that one. Stay choppy. Let's go with that. Um... Yeah, things that are excellent today. Well, the list is small, however... Just like you. Thank you. Um, Because I I didn't sleep great. I started late. It was was a stressful morning. But I will say, when I was writing my script for the SmackDown review, it seemed to just kind of flow. I just went. Like normally, you know, there's there's a bit where I'll, I'll kind of like phase out for a bit and forget what I'm writing or I'll get stuck on like the wording of a certain thing. But today it just kind of, it just went. I just started and I just wrote the whole thing and I was like, cool, I actually don't need to edit this. This is about the right length that it needs to be. Cool. That's that's just done. So that that's a plus for today. There you go. There's my positive it's thought. The first time you've ever heard the words, it's the right length that it needs to be. Yeah. Um, I That's good. Well done. I'm glad. No, uh, I uh, obviously because we both slept terribly, we both started our script writing a bit late. Mm. Um but yeah, no, the news was pretty. Uh, the, the news bits were pretty straightforward today. There wasn't a lot of high quality news, but the the writing was fine. Uh, what, what what's been good for me today? I uh, for people who've been listening the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to gain weight, mm. chopper, uh, and I did my second weigh in yesterday. And in two weeks, I have gained two point six kilograms. Whoa, kilos! Is... I thought you were going to say pounds, and I was like, no, no, no. Which for uh, Americans, what is that? Two point six kg in pounds. It's two point five point five point seven pounds. Um, so I'm, I'm very pleased about that. And what I'm more pleased about uh, is the fact that normally every day is kind of like, oh, now I need to eat again, uh, or now I have to do exercise again. But I just I had breakfast earlier. And I'm already hungry. Oh, Andy, is, you're becoming because, a human. Because it means that my stomach is expanding. It means that yeah. I'm I'm growing my appetite. I ate an entire pizza last night. Wow. And oh, I didn't enjoy the last couple of slices. Like, in fact, I ate ninety-five percent of a pizza because there was a half a slice left, and I actually thought that if I ate any more, I was going to throw up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know whether it's just because it was quite greasy and cheesy and meaty. It was just a combination that I thought, oh no, this is bad. I'm I yeah. feel a bit queasy now. Um, but then I had some almonds instead. Sorry, almonds, 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 however you want to say the the nuts. Um so I had I had a bunch of those instead, and that seemed to to quieten my stomach. But uh, yeah, no, I, I feel it feels nice to to do something and to actually see results. Mm. Uh, because I am not a heavy man. I've never been a heavy man, and I actually uh, would like to 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 get to the point where I'm not sort of. I don't look like a like you know like a lollipop lady. Mm. I for a long time in my childhood, I could have I could have sort of been the stick. Yes, that she holds because I'm basically mm. a long pole with a giant head. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a chupa chup. <laughs> so uh i would yeah it, it's it's nice to i mean to be honest 
I haven't really noticed any physical changes, but then I haven't really been looking very much. Um, so perhaps did you, I just got did off. you take pictures before to think yeah, yeah. to? Yeah. So Good. perhaps I've just got a massive ass, and because I can't see that, maybe. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because so, that's always the way, because you never really notice when it's like a gradual thing like this. You never notice the changes until you look at the before pictures and you go, oh, God, no, I have changed. Yeah, yeah I just yeah, I, I'm interested to see where the weight starts, because I'm hoping mm. it's not. I, I hope I don't just get a beer belly. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sad I won't, given that I'm relatively active and, and, and fit. Um, yeah, I'd quite like it up on my sort of chest. I don't want like I don't want moves or anything like that, but I would like some kind of definition because mm. then i then then my girlfriend can lie on me without going oh god you're so uncomfortable mm. um yeah. it's unfortunate that yeah so yeah speaking of unfortunate she was supposed to come home on wednesday because she's been sort of trapped abroad uh and then her work said oh yeah we're not gonna there's no we're not letting anyone in until uh february so mm. she's like oh well i'm just gonna stay here then so yeah. I haven't seen her in two months. Oh, man. <sighs> so st stop delaying your return. I know you don't listen yeah. to this, but stop it. <laughs> <laughs> when, when she told me that she was no longer coming back on, I was like, oh, no, cool. That's up to you. That's your, live your life, you know, it's, it, if that's what's going to be best for you. But actually, I was going, for God's sake, come <laughs> home. <laughs> I'm bored. I live alone. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. It'll be fine, Andy. It'll yeah. be fine. And also, last night I was playing darts with, uh, over uh, WhatsApp uh, video call with uh, video um, website editor Liam. Mm -hmm. And I was holding the darts and I dropped a dart on my toe. Oh, mate. And I have a hole in my toe. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, luckily, I was, was wearing slippers. Mm -hmm. um, so the damage was reduced, but it still went straight through my slipper. And I, and I woke up in the middle of the night and I went, huh. My toe feels like really bruised, and I thought it can't be the dart. I mean, that was just a small little prick, like little. I mean, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> um, See, I was going to make that joke, but yeah, yeah. Uh, no. So I'm, yeah. I just thought, oh, that's weird. And then I checked the nose; like the act, the hole has now got a little kind of pur purpley around it. Um, so uh, yeah. I, so you I, got I, an infection I, then? Uh, possibly. I well, mm. what I what I know is that I've got a, a bruised purple hole. So getting back to, to Jack's email, uh, it's great you're doing oh, yeah. more creative writing. Uh, it's, it's great you're doing more creative writing, Jack, uh, or, or trying to at some point once you find the right topic, because I think creative writing is great. It's really yes. cool. Um, creative writing is the best kind of writing. Mm. That is one of the things that I've always said for, for WrestleTalk.com. I think why a lot of people like it is because I kind of give writers just like, write the news, but have a bit of personality when you write it like add add some add some fun bits because god writing news can be dull so yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah having having a bit of a personality and, and being creative sort of within a within a limit is 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 great so no one well done jack creative writing is great ollie's written a book i think he Luke wrote a book which was i guess is kind of a level of creative writing even though it's not i guess it's not the sort of standard thing my dad's not, doing a, like a novel but... in creative writing at the moment nice um, adam's got yeah. a book of short stories as well yeah creative writing is awesome i wrote so, a, a sketch video you did yeah head over to warcaster check that out <laughs> um i'm trying to think when i last did creative writing god i was really good at it at school 
<laughs> I, got, I, got, I always got the top marks. Actually, uh, we're going to hear an embarrassing story. If it's, if we, it's quick. Before we head out. Uh, in year 10, so for American viewers, that would be viewers, listeners, that would be like grade 8, grade 9, I guess. Um, sure. When you're about 14, 15. Uh, I had a mock exam, and the uh, essay was... Uh, the creative writing essay was uh, describe your best friend. And you had like 250 words, 300 words. And uh, I really fancied a girl at the time. And I wrote about her. And <laughs> my teacher gave me uh, like 90, I guess it was, uh, yeah, 90%. And the, the note was, this is brilliant. I really hope she knows how you feel. Oh, man. And then I told her how tell, I feel right? and it didn't work out. Oof. Mate, uh, yeah, but I'm still friends with her, but right. just not in that way. Which, yeah, I don't mind, given that I have a lovely girlfriend now. Yeah, but it would be weird if you did mind. Yeah, yeah. no, she's yeah. she uh, she sat next to me in that class as well. Mm. I didn't show, I didn't obviously didn't show her then, but but you showed her later. Apparently, the my gift of jelly babies wasn't enough to to <laughs> to, to secure her as my as my as my woman. What a bitch! Uh, <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's let's leave that. There. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the SmackDown podcast. Thanks for uh, for tuning in, everyone. Appreciate you all uh, listening. We'll be back with more content soon, gearing up for the Royal Rumble. Um, we've got another week yet because the Rumble's not till the thirty first. So we've got another whole week um, of stuff, and then another week, and then it's the Royal Rumble. Christ, yeah. Pete, quickly, based off that, send us in your embarrassing school slash crush tales oh that's a good one yeah uh the embarrassing things you've done to try and impress a man or woman yes i agree yes yes, yes. So whoever you had a crush on embarrassing stories dot com my very very quick one before we get out of here mm. is um i uh i purposefully tripped over a chair in a classroom this was super young this was in primary school this was like must have been like year five so i would have been like nine something like that uh, I tripped. I purposely tripped over a chair, her chair, to then make her take notice of me and be like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Are you okay?" Kind of thing. And I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm fine. You know, it's it's it's, it's a graze. I'm okay. I'm I'm a tough man. I can I can deal wow. with this." Um, it didn't work, funnily enough. Um, no. But you know, no, it was it was worth a pop. What a god. great story, Pete. What a great story. Yeah. Um, we didn't edit edit anything out. Um, yeah. That's going to do it for this episode of the SmackDown podcast. Thanks everyone for for listening. We'll be back. Email in your stuff. Support at WrestleTalk.com and we'll read them out on future episodes. Appreciate you all. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you for more content soon. Bye. Stay safe. We love you. Take care of each other. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.